Welcome to the Manchild Chronicles podcast, sports edition. Come join our team of armchair quarterbacks as we discuss, dissect, and debate all that sports had to offer this week. Let's welcome our hosts, Ryan, John, Mike, and Jay. Growing up never took so long. Hey, welcome in cronies to the Man Child Chronicles podcast sports edition. I'm here with my two best friends, John and Jay. And tonight we're going to go over week 17's NFL action. So before we get into it tonight, I want to talk about the game going on tonight. The Bills and the Bengals postponed at 7-3 because of a tragic incident on the field involving the Bills safety, DeMar Hamlin. Hit somebody, got up, fell backwards. Uh, nothing I've ever seen on a football field before. They had brought the ambulance on, performed CPR for several minutes. He's in critical condition at the time of this recording. Uh, players crying on the sideline. Uh, they did not want to play the game anymore, understandably. Uh, but quite the sight, quite the sight. So... You know, a lot of people have fantasy championships going on right now, but obviously uh, that has to take the back seat to this young man. Hopefully he can come through on it. But uh, we do have a lot of other games to go through here. So how are you guys doing today? I have never seen something like this before where, like, the game's completely postponed and played later. Does that happen, Ryan? Like, you've been around way longer than me. The only I was telling you earlier, the only player I've ever seen was Reggie Lewis for the Boston Celtics. I remember the game when I was a kid. He was running down the basketball court, started stumbling at half court, and fell just past the three point line, and he was dead. The only one that really pops up in my head is a uh, Hank Gathers with the the Loyal Marymount or whatever that college team was. I think he collapsed on the court and got taken to the hospital, and then he uh, did not make it. I just, I, I'm just talking about even like postponing the game now, so then it has to be played at a completely later date. I've seen that in baseball. I don't know if I've ever seen that in the NFL. Like, when are they going to fit this game in before we get to do it? They're going to have to do it in the next two days. Wow, there's no Thursday night game either. So I mean, if they, oh, okay, I didn't know that. But the problem, because of the playoff schedule, they're going to have to, I would think they're going to have to do this like on a tomorrow or Wednesday. Just that way they can, I mean, at the latest play again on Monday. Yeah, they it's have probably going to be all about the condition of that player, too, and what happens with him being in critical condition. That's going to be another deciding factor on when they move forward with the game, yeah. in all honesty. It wow. could change the we whole. We might not even finish this game. I don't know how you don't, like. There's playoff implications. There's the fantasy football championships. Like, oh this God, is crazy to me. I've, yeah, there's so many players going in this game. If something happens to this guy and he does not pull through, right? I, I think they're still going to play I the game. See. I think they're still going to play the game. At the very least, I think they'll just move some scheduling around in the NFL. They <sighs> might even push back the playoffs a little bit. Who knows? I'm just saying, if this guy doesn't pull through, it, it would be right. very insensitive to play it tomorrow when that happens. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Wise. Roger Goodell's like, play it before he dies. <laughs> Get this game played. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's right. crazy. Well, yeah, like, like like you said, Ryan, there's plenty of football to talk about, but this is a historic thing. It's never happened before. No, not that I can remember. And 
I'm trying to remember a, a game in baseball, John said. I, I'm trying to remember somewhere where. Not baseball. It was a college basketball, Hank Gathers. Yeah. yeah I thought oh, you said baseball. W- no. When I had said baseball, like, I, I've, I've seen, like, baseball games get postponed. Like Due to for some, like it, it's it's usually weather, but then the or, game just gets played at like a one p.m. or yeah, like it just gets played the next day at some random I time. Do I've, believe Ryan, you might have been around in the time in the early nineteen hundreds when a player got hit in the head <laughs> during baseball, and he he did not pull through. I mean, you no, might have was, been around during that. I was not uh, there. I've seen it happen recently to some players, thinking it might happen, but didn't that happen in minor leagues? I think a few years ago, the umpire got hit in the head. Oh, that's right. Died. <clears throat> All right. That's enough about it. Let's get to, <laughs> let's, let's try to get out of those spirits here. We'll go to Thursday night football game. Cowboys beat the Titans 27 to 13. Titans whole team didn't play just about. They started with Joshua Dobbs coming out. They actually looked pretty good the first quarter. Uh but the Cowboys were just too dominant. They won 27-13. Uh they looked good on both sides of the ball. Uh, Titans sat. This me. This game meant nothing to the Titans, whether they won or lost. Week eighteen will determine if they make the playoffs and win the division. So they they chose to sit a bunch of players like Derrick Henry or any player that had any nagging injuries, so they're fresh going into the game against the Jaguars. During fantasy football championships, the Titans did not win many friends over in the fantasy football league. And the only player anybody cared about on that team was Derrick Henry. That's which right. Was most people's main guy. Now I get why uh, Tennessee did that, but does Tennessee even think they have a shot if they make the playoffs to do anything in the yeah, playoffs? I, I mean, because like, Tannehill's <laughs> out; he's done for the year. He ain't like, coming back. So, like, do they even think like, oh, we're gonna do this so we can make the playoffs and then yeah. just get eliminated right away? Yeah, they uh, what they, were. they announced today Joshua Dobbs will be the starter. Um, for Sunday's game. Well, he looks way better than Malik Willis. I do want to say one thing, Cronies, I forgot to say in the beginning. We are doing the Mount Rushmore tonight on the NFC North, so make sure you stick around and get an episode for that. John, you want to hit up the uh, Falcons and Cards game? You know, talking about great quarterbacks like Joshua Dobbs, man, this game <laughs> had some great quarterbacks in it. You got Desmond Ritter for the Atlanta Falcons, this hot rookie who just is all over the field. You know, that ball is just going everywhere on the field, over receivers, below receivers, to the left of receivers, you know, like all over. He's just slinging it. Then you have, I think, the third-string quarterback for the – for the Cardinals starting, David Blau. How do you say that last name? Blau. I That's think right. it's Blau. Yep. Like, what is yep. up with the Cardinals? You have Trace McSworley and David Blau. <laughs> like, what a quarterback <laughs> room, man. Kyler Murray, Trace McSworley, and David Blau. Um, so, anyway, that game was a nail-biter, though. It did come down to a late second field goal, I believe, and the Atlanta Falcons pulled it out 20 to the Arizona Cardinals 19. J.J. Uh, Watts' farewell tour. He did announce his retirement earlier in the week. Um is uh retirement tour not going too well. Yeah, shout out to JJ Watt, one of the best defense players I've ever seen play. Uh David Blau, he was a darling in the hard knocks with the Detroit Lions. Uh he was one That's of the right. ones that got a final cut, but a lot of T V time for him on that show. Uh going into the speaking of uh hard knocks and the Lions, we'll talk about the Bears and Lions game. Uh the Lions destroyed the Bears um wasn't even close um only thing relevant for fantasy justin fields had a big day rushing he looked 
horrible throwing the football. He only threw for 75 yards on 21 passes, seven completions, one touchdown, one interception, but he ran the ball 10 times for 132 yards. In that first quarter, he ended at 105 yards rushing. So then the Lions figured out, use contain, and they shut him down the rest of the game. The Lions won 41-10. to 10. Um, Lions ain't done yet, baby. They are uh, eight and eight, and they are still trying to play. Here, I'm going to give you a very weird playoff scenario for the Lions. Right now, as it sits, the Seattle Seahawks are the seventh seed. Them, the Detroit Lions, and the Green Bay Packers all have the same record. But... If all three of them win next, or if Green Bay and Seattle win next week, like I said, Seattle right now is sitting at seventh seed. If Seattle and Green Bay win next week, Green Bay makes the playoffs. They both, and here's the, when I was watching the video on how this happens, Green Bay plays Detroit, conference matchup. The Seattle Seahawks play the Rams. Last time I checked, that's also a conference matchup. But according to this guy, if the if the Packers win, they have a better conference record yeah. than Seattle, which I don't understand how that works. They to me they should be ahead of them right now. But uh well, yeah. Well so. I think if we look at just like NFC matches up or it's the division matchups, the Packers have a better record in their division against the division opponents or the Packers division, have a better record against but the, the guy in ESPN conference. kept saying I think he meant he must have meant to say division because right. he kept saying conference. I, I think he meant division. Yeah, so. when he was saying that too, I was confused because I was like, Oh, is the Seahawks playing the AFC team? And then I would looked it up and it was the Rams, and I was like, That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No. Anyways, the Packers hold their future, and they just got to beat the Lions next week. So, Dan Campbell, remember what you said. Going to bite him at the kneecaps. Right, yep. <laughs> uh, update on DeMar for everybody. He is His vitals are back to normal, but they have put him to sleep to put a breathing tube down his throat. So, that's wow. good news. Good news. Uh, next game, the red-hot Jacksonville Jaguars going into the – Almost winning each week, Houston Texans, and they destroyed them 31-3. Folks, this game was a blowout. In fact, the Jaguars sat their starters the whole second half. Travis Etienne destroyed them on nine carries. Everybody got a rushing touchdown for the Jaguars in this game. If you had Trevor Lawrence, who's been super hot lately, in your fantasy championship... You just got screwed because he did nothing because they ran the ball and he sat the second half. If you uh, played against the guy who had Trevor Lawrence, you you're so ex- happy. Yes. Uh, you won the championship. <laughs> Thank you so much, Trevor Lawrence. I was very happy. Uh, but the Jags are looking like, uh, I don't know how the Titans are going to beat them, to be honest with you. They look, Jaguars look so good right now and the Titans don't look good at all. Mike Vrabel's a good coach. That's all they can hang their hat on. He gets yep. them prepared for that game. But I would love to see the Jaguars make the playoffs because I feel like they're, to me, they remind me of the Cincinnati Bengals last year, that surprise team yep. with a good yep. quarterback who's finally hitting his stride going into the playoffs. It would be very exciting. 
another team that's going to be very exciting to watch going into the playoffs. It's going to be those Denver Broncos. Broncos country, <laughs> let's ride. Uh, this week, Russell Wilson, 220, 222, 222 passing yards, one touchdown, one interception. He also scrambled on the ground for a couple rushing touchdowns. So that, folks, puts Russell Wilson at the season for 13 passing touchdowns, and he finally overcomes the hump he has been facing all year. That's getting over the 12 total bathrooms he's had in his home. So, everybody, congrats. Broncos country, let's ride. Uh, Chiefs 27, though. Broncos 24. Uh, <laughs> Broncos fall to 4-12 and 12 on the season. They fired their head coach this past week. The interim coach came in, gave him a little bit of a spark, but you still saw the struggles the Broncos have had all year. They're not very good. Chiefs, though, man, they just they just can't take care of business. They scare me going to the playoffs. I feel like they might be a one-and-done the way they're playing in the playoffs right now. That's just what I they agree. do, Ryan. I no, agree. That's what they do. They just they want this hype not to be all on them, so every team thinks they have a chance, and then the playoffs, they'll <laughs> say, hope. all right, maximum overdrive. Yep. Ooh, keep I talking about the Jaguars. Right. Keep talking about the Bills and the Bengals. Don't talk about us. I hope you're right. Uh, talk about a team that had so much potential making the playoffs. Um, I believe they still have a shot, uh, but the Miami Dolphins playing the New England Patriots. The Dolphins are just hurt. No Tua. Um, it was revealed that during uh, looking at footage with Mike McDaniel um, on last Monday, Tua did not remember like the entire second half, and that is when Mike McDaniel went, oh, no, we should probably get your head looked at, and he was determined to have a concussion. Tua is done for the rest of the year. He has taken a break with his brain, um, and so that left uh, the Dolphins struggling with Teddy Bridgewater. They ended up bringing in Skylar Thompson. They lost to the Patriots. 23 to 21 they tried their best but they couldn't the patriots just owned them uh bill Belichick had a good game plan so anyways uh patriots won they are now eight and eight on the year the dolphins fell to eight and eight and they do not have any momentum going into week 18 now they didn't keep saw about teddy he got hurt in the game broke his pinky well. Oh, that's um, right. Dislocated his pinky. So if you got to watch that game, this uh, cornerback or safety, whoever gets the pick on Bridgewater, he turns that thing in the house and he stiffs arms some Dolphins players straight to the ground. It was a pretty exciting uh, touchdown return on the interception there on that play. I don't know the Dolphins scenario. I don't know if they win and they're in or the Patriots have to lose, but good news for the Dolphins. They play the Jets next week, so they have hope. The uh, Patriots the... have to win to get in. Okay, so if the Dolphins win, win, they're in. Yep, so, Patriots yeah. have to win, or if they lose, then the Dolphins will be in. Uh, the next game on a team that has locked up a playoff spot, the New York Giants taking care of business against the Indianapolis Colts, 38-10. to Danny Dimes, four touchdowns, two rushing, two passing. I had him going in two fantasy championships and best ball this weekend. He was my last. All my quarterbacks were hurt or benched. He was my last quarterback in both those leagues. Boy, did he come through for me. Big Danny Dimes fine now. Who was that? Uh, Danny Danny Dimes. Dimes. Josh Allen 2.0? Josh, Josh Allen 2.0. Danny Dimes. 
Uh, Giants looking good. Beat a terrible Colts team. The uh, funniest, saddest part of this game, Nick Foles went down in agony, twitching on the ground, (laughs) while Kayvon Thibodeau was doing snow angels right next to him for... An awkward amount of time. It was Let's like two minutes. That. It was so it was long. So long. <laughs> <laughs> and they just kept showing it. He oh. just wouldn't stop doing it. And I don't I don't think he realized that Nick Foles was like laying next to him, convulsing on the ground, like <laughs> broken ribs, not doing well. And I just kept thinking, when is someone gonna stop him? <laughs> he never I feel like did. he was on the ground doing snow angels and the song just why do birds suddenly <laughs> appear? He's just in his own world doing his own thing, having like I'm on top of the world. Hey Nick's doing it with me look we're doing uh, it together (laughs) this is so much fun this is gonna show how sports brings people together yay i'm not getting up till he gets up i would be scared next week to play uh they should just probably bench that defender because it might not go good uh moving in the next game though the mighty mighty tampa bay buccaneers lock in their playoff spot with they finally did it they did it Winning the very competitive, most competitive division in all of NFL, the <laughs> NFC South. I mean, Tom Brady, year after year, proves why he is the GOAT, and he did it again this past Sunday. Buccaneers 30, Carolina Panthers 24. Tom Brady, man, what a what a crappy week to go against Tom Brady in fantasy football. Put up 432 yards, three touchdowns. The man was just dropping dimes to Mike Evans all day. And, and then ran one what, in. And then ran one in. I got to tell you what. I am glad. I am glad that Tom Brady is getting into the playoffs because it's over. Give him the Super Bowl. Don't even play it. Hey, they're going to have a home game probably against Dallas to start. And that Bucks team is talented enough that I wouldn't want to play them in Tampa Bay. Like Dallas could be another one and done year for the Dallas Cowboys True. with all that hype. I How would hilarious that. would that be? <laughs> that would be amazing, but I doubt that. That's gonna be a it tough could happen. one. It the could Bucks happen. have struggled to win. Um for some reason when they seem to be in like a two minute drill, their offense is just on fire. So they just need to act like they're they're playing in a two minute drill every time they get the ball. Mike Evans has been just putrid for anybody that had him in fantasy all year. And if you stuck it out till that championship game where he just oh, man. caught for over 200 yards and three touchdowns and won you a fantasy football championship, good for you. Good for you. Would your name be Ryan Olson? I did have him in one league, but I also had Tom Brady. I got both of them in the league, and I played uh, uh, Dwayne. You know who that is, don't you? For a third place game, and I destroyed him. <laughs> destroyed, <Absolutely laughs> destroyed him. Got me a cool one hundred bucks. That one did. Oh, that's awesome. Going to the uh, next game in the uh, Browns. Oh, Beat you're skipping commanders. me, buddy. Oh, uh, so going into the Sorry. next game is the Saints and the Eagles. Uh, no Jalen Hurts. Uh, he's ruled out. Don't worry. They have Gardner Minshew, the mustache hero, against Andy Dalton, the red rifle, and uh, the Saints win. Uh, they actually win pretty easily. Um, Saints win 20-10. to 10. If, if you watched a lot of that game or saw um, the highlights through the day, um, Gardner Minshew just 
was struggling, didn't look that good. He did have a 78-yard pass to uh, A.J. Brown. Um, but other than that, the Eagles did not do a lot. Sanders didn't have a good game. Uh, the Saints just, they were the better team, and they played better. Uh, Jalen Hurts will be back next week to get that, wrap up that number one seed. You know that. I know you all laugh when I say how competitive the NFC South is, but the Saints, the Panthers, and the Buccaneers all had the same amount of chances of making the playoffs this week. That's how that's how competitive that division is. <laughs> okay, John. On to the next game. The Browns beat the Commanders twenty four to ten. Uh they were able to run the ball. What I found most funny about this game is after the game, they were talking to Ron Rivera. And they were talking to him about the Vikings, if they lose to the Packers, that they lose their playoff chances. And he had no idea no that they could be knocked out of the playoffs if the Packers won. He was he couldn't even talk. He had no idea that could happen. The way he even said it was like, eliminated? Oh. What? We're eliminated? We can be eliminated? Oh. Remind me yeah. of the great Herman Edwards. Playoffs? You want to talk Playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> playoffs. Yeah, I think I think old Ron Rivera might be done in uh, Washington after this year. Speaking of uh, teams rolling into the playoffs, you have the San Francisco 49ers against the Las Vegas Vegas, and San Francisco had 37, and the Vegas put up 34. Hard-fought game throughout. Jared Stidham, the quarterback starting for the uh, for the Raiders this week, looked pretty darn good on some drives. Uh, Brock Purdy looked pretty decent as well. But the man who stole the show to me this week was Christian McCaffrey for the 49ers. Just a total beast performance. He put up 121 rushing yards, got a touchdown, uh, six catches through the air, 72 yards there. He uh, kept that offense rolling when it was kind of uh, falling down, I guess you can say. Yeah, if you didn't uh, hear the news, everybody, Derek Carr got benched. They sent him home so there wouldn't be a distraction. Uh, rumor has it he is in New York looking at uh, condos for his new home. <laughs> is that for the Jets, Ryan, or is that what yes. you're hoping for? <laughs> somebody. Somebody help us, please. Look, I knew that I wasn't going to sit Devontae Adams, but when it was announced that Stidham was the starting quarterback, I'm not going to tell you it didn't cross my mind. Um, but I told Ryan, there's nothing I can do. You have to start Devontae Adams and just hope that Stidham is going to do something. He didn't just do something. He threw 153 yards to Devontae Adams, and Adams got two scores. So, again, great week for fantasy football in my sleeper league. Loved it. Championship J, yeah. Jay, get over get this next game out of the way here, please. Uh, okay, you chose me to uh, talk about this. We'll get it done quickly. Let's let's take a moment and really slow down this podcast and talk about the New York Jets. Oh, the New York Jets! They have Mike, the savior, Mike White's back this week. Uh, I started them with defense because I really thought this. You know, my best friend just happens to tell me all the time about how good the Jets are, and he brainwashes me and convinces me that they're going to finally do something. Uh, The Seattle Seahawks um, have been struggling. This was the time for the Jets to secure their playoff chances, and they came up way short. The Seattle Seahawks win 23-6. to I didn't know if it was Mike White or Zach Wilson starting this game, um, not a good game for the Jets at all. 
No, no real notable players to talk about, I guess, except Tyler Conklin, six catches, 80 yards. But Geno Smith and the Seahawks took care of business. Kenneth Walker ran all over that Jets defense. Uh, 23 carries for 133 yards. The Seahawks won very easily. The Jets are not going to the playoffs. And we're getting, if you're a New York Jets fan, you know as well as I do, we're getting to the offseason, which is our favorite time of year because <laughs> who always wins the offseason? The New York Jets, and I'm excited. Uh, on to the next game, which some call the game of the week, the Vikings against the Red Hot Packers. Vikings always seem to win the close games. In fact, they've won 11 of them in NFL record by one score or less. They actually have been outscored by our opponent's total for the year, and this game didn't help. The Packers beat them 41-17, to wiped the floor with them. Vikings couldn't move the ball. Old Kirk Cousins looked terrible. Besides one pass at the very end that saved anybody that had him on a team. And the Packers ran the ball all over him. Uh, made critical throws when they needed to, and they're one of those teams, if they sneak into the playoffs, they could be tricky. I wouldn't want to play them in the first round. Packers looked amazing yesterday. They looked outstanding. Or the Kirk Cousins and the Vikings looked just that bad. Um, I didn't predict the Vikings to look that bad. I should have known Kirk Cousins, not during the 1 o'clock hour, you don't start Kirk Cousins. You just can't. Afternoon nope. Kirk is not there. It's not only just afternoon Kirk. It's when it's an outdoor stadium cold Kirk and the after late afternoon Kirk. Just both those things were just two trains derailing head on. And not a good combo. Like it. Not a good combo, man. Got to get Kirk Cousins in that stadium where he's warm. They may um, play each other in the first round, too. Ooh, that'd be good. Moving on, we got the battle for Los Angeles. You know when the NFL <laughs> was scheduling this game this season and this came up, they were like, this is the battle for L.A. This is going to bring the Chargers and the Rams, and it's going to be an almighty clash. I thought Playoff. we were talking about the Lakers and Clippers for a second. All Playoff right. <laughs> implications will be on the line for both teams because they are both solid teams. And this I mean, year, Rams not- defending Super Bowl champs. <laughs> yeah. And this year, not the case. Rams... Uh, Rams' uh, the record on the year was five and ten, and the Chargers were nine and six. But the Chargers get the big W, thirty-one against the Los Angeles Rams, ten. Honestly, I'm glad this happened because I've been kind of been kind of like, what is going on with Baker Mayfield? Why is he kind of looking decent? I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was great to see Baker not look so good. He didn't have any turnovers. He didn't have any touchdowns. And he did not pass the ball for very many yards. So a lot of dink and dunking out there. But, man, these Los Angeles Chargers, they have come on hot here recently. Austin Eckler, my goodness, he yep. could not be stopped anywhere on that field this week. Herbert, his pinpoint accuracy was up and down, maybe only seven incompletions. I mean, L.A. could be – the Los Angeles Chargers could be a scary team to face in the playoffs. The they crazy part had- – uh, I was going to say a crazy stat was Cam Akers for the Rams did really good. He had 19 carries for 123 yards. Eckler had 122 carries, two touchdowns, or sorry, 122 (laughs) yards. Yeah. (laughs) 122 yards, two touchdowns. It only took him 10 carries, and he was only one yard shy of Cam Akers. Uh, Austin Eckler, just crazy good game. 
Another thing with the Chargers, they got their best defensive player, uh, Joey Bosa, back for that game. I don't think he played the whole game, but you, when he was in there, you couldn't you couldn't do anything against that Chargers defense. He changes that because he gets to the quarterback so fast and changes yep. that whole side of the field where he rushes. Those Bosa brothers are so good. The Rams officially, with 11 losses, now have the worst record for a defending Super Bowl championship. Sean McVay's an every, every other year coach. They're going to be great next year. Uh, going with this last game, I have been talking about it ever since I saw that interview four weeks ago. I have been riding the Steelers. I have been picking them because they said we are not going to let Mike Tomlin have a losing season. And if we win out, we will have a winning record. And sure enough, the Steelers beat the Ravens 16-13. to It was a nail-biter. It had to go all the way to the very last seconds of the game. And Najee Harris caught a beautifully thrown ball by Kenny Pickett for that 10-yard um, reception and the touchdown to go ahead and win the game 16-13. to The Pittsburgh Steelers are 8-8, eight and eight, and you better believe they are determined to win next week so Mike Tomlin will not have a losing record. I'm excited to see what happens. And if the... Patriots and Dolphins lose and the Steelers win, they actually make the playoffs. Ooh. You're kidding me. No, they will make the playoffs. They play the Browns. Wow. Browns at Pittsburgh. Very Pittsburgh winnable Pittsburgh all the way. Come on, Pittsburgh all the way. I'm excited. That'd be exciting. That'd be exciting. Good for Mike Tomlin. Good coach. Good coach. Also helps you got TJ Watt back <laughs> simultaneously on this win streak. The best defense player in the NFL. Absolutely. All right. Let's get to our Mount Rushmore segment. Tonight we're doing the NFC North. And I'm going to tell you, folks, we thought last week some of those teams were tough. we got a couple of teams here that are equally as tough. That uh, I have one team. I don't have anybody listed in the four because I don't know who to put in there. Uh, we'll start with the very easy team, though. Really? Okay. I don't know if it's an easy team because it's just hard to find four good players on the team. The Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions. I got two names that are no-brainers for the Detroit Lions. Barry Sanders, in my yep. opinion, the best running back I've ever watched play. Yep. And Calvin Johnson. Yep. That's top it. ten One receiver ever. After Amen. that, who knows? <laughs> I have uh who I think should be the next two. I got Dick Night Train Lane, who was a uh, guy that played in the secondary, was phenomenal. Um, obviously, there's been a lot of great players since him in the secondary, but he was, like, the best one for a super long time. Very hard hitter. Uh, and the last one, I mean, I hate – I really hate putting a quarterback on here because Matt Stafford won, like, one playoff game <laughs> the whole time he was there and barely <laughs> made the playoffs. Don't put but Matt everybody I there. look at on this list, they never make the playoffs unless you go to guys with leather helmets. So I guess I'm going to go with Matt Stafford for my fourth one. No. Just because he holds all the records. He's no. up there in every passing category. No way. I can't I have two other Stafford. players listed here. I have Chris Spielman on here. He was a great linebacker during the Barry Sanders era. And I have Herman Moore, who was a great wide receiver during that time with in the 90s. But... 
did you just put did you research on here four times (laughs) who megatron once and barry sanders three times yeah Yeah. let's do megatron once and barry sanders three times should now look you if you're going to talk about the one of the best defensive players in lions history you're not going to talk about the linebacker joe schmidt I, don't know, I have no idea who you're talking about. I didn't listen. <laughs> if I've never heard the name, I'm not putting him on a Mount Rushmore. Now, I had heard of Joe Schmidt. I've also been playing a lot of Madden 23 Ultimate Team. So you get a lot of these old players, and it's super fun. But Joe Schmidt is only one of four defensive players in the history of the NFL to win league MVP, not defensive mvp the yeah, league how many MVP. teams did they had back then six eight and and he, <laughs> he he did that in 1960 but joe schmidt on several lists was listed as one of the best lions defenders of and all folks times. that just tells you how bad the mount rushmore of the detroit lions is the the only other person i saw on there was a quarterback bobby lane for Another the uh, super old super player. super old player Let me get him pulled up here. He played from 1950 to 1958, but it was during that what found him so interesting is that is not a passing era. And so during that time, though, he was the all-time leading pass yardage, and he led that all the way till Matt Stafford finally broke it with 15,710 <laughs> passing yards. And so that was during it. He also led the Lions to their three NFL championships in the 50s. And so if I was going to put a quarterback on, I'm putting Bobby Lane on because he led them to the championship games. And that's the that's when the Lions actually won. I'll be honest think- with you guys. If Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson are in there, that's good enough for me for their Mount Rushmore, and I'm fine leaving the next two blank for future people to get on that Mount Rushmore. I don't even want to debate this anymore with you all on who the next two should be. At this point, just put Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson on there, and let let the fans fill in the rest. There, there isn't any. We are not Detroit Lions fans. We should We're not be debating this Mount Rushmore. And uh, that that's where I'm at. Uh, maybe Jason Hansen, the kicker for the Detroit there Lions, like 30 years, would <laughs> be the only Hansen. other guy I would put on there. But, oh, okay, I'm done. You you guys can round it out here amongst right. yourselves. Your Detroit Lions, Mount Rushmore, Barry Sanders, Kelvin Johnson, Dick Knight, Train Lane, and Bobby Lane. There you go. All right. Next up. Da- Bears, da 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 bears. All right, number one, obviously, we're gonna go with sweetness. Walter Payton, one of the top five running backs of all time. Yep. Number two for me was one of my favorite Bears, Brian Urlacher. In my opinion, their best middle linebacker of all time. Interesting. Let's keep going. Okay, number three, I'm going with another middle linebacker who is on the best defense of all time, the 85 Bears, Mike Mike Singletary. Singletary. Yep, Samurai Mike. And then at four, I don't know who to put on there. I got uh, three names written down. You got another linebacker in Dick Butkus? Nope, I don't have another linebacker, and you're thinking of Dick Butkus. And let me tell you why I'm not putting Dick Butkus on there. Tell me how many times the great Dick Butkus led them to a playoff appearance. I can tell you, zero times. The guy never <laughs> made the playoffs. 
He's this great player that could never make the playoffs. I'm not putting him on there. I hate Dick Butkus. He's overrated. You hate not going Dick on there. Butkus. Yep. Wow. I liked him in My Two Dads as the owner of the cafe on the TV sitcom My Two Dads with Paul Reiser. That's about it. When I realized that how how overhyped this guy is, and he says some stupid things on Twitter all the time too. I don't. And he I don't never him on made Twitter. the never made the playoffs, and the, he criticizes everybody. He and the guy never made the playoffs. Like I don't just so hear we're it. clear, he's widely regarded as like almost the gold nope. standard for middle linebackers. How can you be? You're not even that good. You know, another team that had their only good player was a middle linebacker. They won a Super Bowl. It was the Baltimore Ravens with Ray Lewis. That guy couldn't even make the playoffs. But my other two players on here is Mike Ditka or Gail Sayers, one of the best tight ends. Mike Ditka was the best tight end in football for a really long time. And get, and he pretty much changed the game of tight end until Kellen Winslow made it even better. But he was one of the first tight ends to start catching the ball. And then Gail Sayers, one of the better running backs in the game. The only controversy I have... If making the playoffs describes who deserves to be on the team's Mount Rushmore, then Rex Grossman has to be on here. Jake Cutler has to be on here. <laughs> I was going to say Jake I Cutler. Mean, I'm just Put telling, him on. You, I'm I mean, just telling you guys that's my, the dumbest my argument I've ever heard for somebody who's so highly regarded <laughs> in the NFL. And not only that, in the Chicago Bears, Ryan. Yeah. We I'm are drafting saying, the Mount I'd Rushmore for put, Chicago Bears. I'd rather put you're Dick, Dick or Gale Sayers on there. Off it. I'd rather put Ditka or Gale Sayer. I think Singletary and Urlacher are better than him. But I get voted out. I get voted out. He goes on there. But I'd rather have Ditka or Gale Sayers on there. John, my top four, I had Sweetness, Walter Payton, Dick Butkus, uh, Mike Ditka, and Mike Singletary. I was debating between putting Brian Urlacher on there and putting him maybe over Ditka. Um, or Singletary, but I thought Singletary and Ditka were war- more highly regarded for Bears than Brian Urlacher. But I'll I'll, I'll let you go from there. I think Dip Buck is. You thinking to be. of Ditka as a coach though? We're doing players. Well, uh, that's the, the thing the, with me with the, Ditka. I, the I unique think thing with him, coach. right? The, the the unique thing with him was he he was a tight end, um, had great years. Um, as a, a tight end, but he also moved on. He played with other teams, and then he came back as the coach. So I'm fine taking the coach of the Bears off um, and putting Erlacher in his place. But I think you have to have Dick Dick Butkus, but I'll let John talk. I mean, Walter Payton, Dick Butkus, Mike Singletary, and Brian Erlacher would be my four. I'm good with that. Okay, we'll put I, I agree we'll, with that. We'll put Butthead For, on there. Forget Ryan. <laughs> okay. Your Chicago Bears, Mount Rushmore, Walter Payton, Brian Urlacher, Mike Singletary, and Dick Butkus. <laughs> he left his last If I say anything about the Bears, they always, they always seem to get a good linebacker on that team. Always. All right. Green Bay Packers. We went three middle linebackers in the last one. This one will probably have three quarterbacks. My list consists of Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Bart Starr, and Reggie White. Whoa. Wow. What? Yeah. Am I missing somebody, Jay? 
I wrote down other players, but I can't. Besides one guy, maybe an older <sighs> player named Ray Nitschke was the only one I could think of. But I was like, who am I going to take off of there? Who I, who do I have on there? You act so surprised. Who do you have on the list? That so I, don't I, I mean, I have I have Ray Nitschke, um, but I mean, I'm looking at Bart Starr, Brett Favre, um, fullback Jim Taylor. <laughs> Vince Lombardi. Can't Vince Lombardi played? I know. I can't put him on there, but <laughs> I feel like we should. Uh I I don't know. Um how do you not put Aaron Rodgers on there? Aaron, Super Bowl. Rodgers, right tackle, Forrest Greg, wide Who receiver. Who are you talking about right now? <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, I do not have Aaron Rodgers on the How do you Mount not have Rushmore. him on there? He holds all their passing records and he won a Super Bowl with them. I didn't I did not put him on there. You don't think he should be on there, or did you just forget about Aaron Rodgers? No, I just do, I don't think he's top four all time. You gotta be kidding me! Now, the one that I thought was unique on several lists I looked at, the number one they had on there was wide receiver Don Hudson, and he played yep. a long time ago. But he was a two way player. He played defense and he was wide receiver on offense. Um, and so, anyways, he held 18 NFL records when he retired. It was just how dominant he was during his era. But that's back in the 40s. So he he, he won MVP twice in 41 and 42. I'm fine not having him on there, but he was on several lists you, for players who you, actually follow the Packers. If you pulled, like, a bunch of different generations of Packers fans or just even an NFL fans, and you asked them, Green Bay Packers, name the first person who comes to mind. A lot of the older people, Bart Starr. A lot of the people who grew up during our time, Brett Favre. Brett Favre. A lot of people now growing up a little later than us in this newer generation, Aaron Rodgers. That would be the first three names set in a row between the fans amongst the, the other NFL thing, and Packers. Like, I grew up, I love Brett Favre. But when you look at Brett Favre's Super Bowl team compared to Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre had so many pieces around him that were so good compared to what Aaron Rodgers had. I just don't feel like Aaron Rodgers is on the top four, but I, if I'm voted out, I'm voted out. That's fine. I just Maybe I just don't like the guy. I don't know. No, I don't like him either. But <laughs> he deserves to be on there. <laughs> okay. The Which just tear, tears apart my argument of the Bears one. Uh, the Packers, Mount Rushmore, <laughs> Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Bart Starr and Reggie White. But Reggie White over like Ray Nitschke? In my opinion, yes. Huh. Okay. The best if defensive end at- ever to best defensive end ever to play the game. My opinion. I just during the Lombardi era, it was Ray Nitschke. I mean, he was the one that was the face of that defense. Um, yes, you are correct. So that's During why I the Mike Holmgren era, it was Reggie White. <laughs> it was Reggie White. Yes. Mike Holmgren he was the face of that defense. All right. Okay, on to the Minnesota Vikings. And I'll tell you what, there is so – how do the Vikings never win a Super Bowl? I have no idea. There's so many players on the Vikings. I'm I mean, you have naming. to put Brett Favre on here twice now. So Brett Favre. I'm going to yep, start Brett naming Favre. off <laughs> names. And I didn't even write them all down. I just stopped writing because I had enough names. But I could have. I could probably wrote – Four or five more names down. I got Randy Moss. Yep. Fran Tarkenton. Yep. Adrian Peterson. Yep. Chris Carter. Yep. John Randall. Yep. Alan Page. Randall yep. McDaniel. Jared Randall Allen. McDaniel. And then I stopped yep. there. Like there's, 
There's so many more players I could have put on there, and I just stopped because I'm like, there's just I got enough. <laughs> but the only one I think for sure that no matter what has to be on there is Fran Tarkenton. He took him to four Super Bowls. Yep. He had every passing record known to man when the guy retired until Dan Marino came in. Um, so I'm, I'm putting him on there for sure. Yep. I agree with Fran Tarkenton. I think Randy Moss has to be on there too. I mean, when you think. Now, I was debating on Randy Moss, Randy Moss because he had uh, years with the Raiders and the Patriots. Oh, yeah. But you, when you think of Vikings, you think, you Randy, think of Moss. Randy Moss. Yep. I know, but Chris Carter was the. Well, he could still be on there too. Good. I almost. R- R- Randy Moss isn't going to make it on the Patriots. He's not making making it on the Raiders. It's because he belongs to the Vikings, in my opinion. It's so Randy two, Moss. You got two spots left. You got Adrian Peterson, one of the I best running put, backs ever to I play. I would put AP and Chris Carter. Chris Carter I'm not you got John Randall, one of the best defensive tackles of all time. I wrote down – here are the names I wrote down. I wrote down Fran Tarkenton, Brett Favre as a joke, <laughs> uh, Randy Moss, Adrian Peterson, Chris Carter, and then the one that – maybe could argue to take Chris Carter off would be Randall McDaniel, who was the guard and he went to 12 straight pro bowls. That that was what during the, uh, I think it was like 88 to 2000. I mean, yeah. was, it was funny. I was, and he had the him. weirdest three point stance <laughs> in the history. Of That's what I was lightning. reading when people would talk about him. Uh, they said he would come uh, drunk uh, he was uh, drunk before games. Uh, his stance was awful. His technique was even worse. But he knew how to keep defenders out of that backfield, which is why, know. which is why he was uh, uh, went to twelve straight Pro Bowls. I don't want to sound offensive here, but I'm not putting Ronald McDonald on the Mount Rushmore for wins for the Vikings. <laughs> I, I would rather I'm, Chris Carter needs to be on there, I, and I'm McDonald. fine with that. I just as, as, I always like to talk about the offensive linemen when we can. I, if it was me doing this, I'm putting Tarkenton, Moss, Carter, and John Randall on there. I'm taking AP off. I can't I take AP I, off. I don't see how you can take AP off, man. Because he, he also had like six or 7,000 yards with other teams. Yeah. I don't know how you can take John Randall off. The guy was the best defensive tackle during his era. It was, was him and Warren Sapp. Was AP him and Warren not the Sapp. best running back during his era? He was. He was. All these guys were. All these guys were the best during their time. <laughs> <laughs> it was unbelievable, this team. This team was unbelievable. My, he, my top four is going to be Fran Tarkadon, Randy Moss, Chris Carter, and Adrian Peterson. You're not even going to put a defensive player on there? No. I don't think. I don't think. They also pers- had Alan Page as one of the best defensive ends. I personally in think the offensive performance of those four guys were top notch throughout their whole career with the Vikings. That I think they they I think that is more than the defense in my opinion. Well, everybody said Chris Carter, so you guys are both on AP then. Yep, I am. I am. All right, your Minnesota Vikings, Mount Rushmore, Fran Tarkenton, Randy Moss, Chris Carter, and Adrian Peterson. That team the Super Bowl. Controversy, but yeah, that's a great <laughs> offense. Now we, we just have to put Bowl. them with the uh, uh, with the Bears' uh, defense. Defense, oh, oh my God, what a team. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> be unbelievable. Right. Uh, 
That's it for tonight. Next week, week 18. Last week of the NFL season. Peace. We out of here. Thanks for joining us today on the Manchild Chronicles. You can find us on your favorite social media platforms at the Manchild Chronicles. Don't forget to join us every Friday for a new episode. That's all for now. See you next time. <laughs>